section twenty nine of curiosities of literature volume three this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. curiosities of literature volume three by isaac disraeli quadrio's account of english poetry it is perhaps somewhat mortifying in our literary researches to discover that our own literature has been only known to other nations of europe comparatively within recent times we have at length triumphed over our continental rivals in the noble struggles of genius and our authors now see their works printed even at foreign presses while we are furnishing with our gratuitous labours nearly the whole literature of a new empire yet so late as in the reign of anne our poets were only known by the latin versifiers of the musee anglicane and when boileau was told of the public funeral of dryden he was pleased with the national honours bestowed on genius but he declared that he never heard of his name before this great legislator of parnassus has never alluded to one of our own poets so insular then was our literary glory the most remarkable fact or perhaps assertion i have met with of the little knowledge which the continent had of our writers is a french translation of bishop hall's characters of virtues and vices it is a duodecimo printed at paris of one hundred and nine pages sixteen ten with this title caractere de vertu et de vice tire de l'anglois de monsieur joseph hall in a dedication to the earl of salisbury the translator informs his lordship that ce livre est la première traduction de l'anglois jamais imprimée en aucun vulgaire the first translation from the english ever printed in any modern language whether the translator is a bold liar or an ignorant blunderer remains to be ascertained at all events it is a humiliating demonstration of the small progress which our home literature had made abroad in sixteen ten i come now to notice a contemporary writer professedly writing the history of our poetry of which his knowledge will open to us as we proceed with our enlightened and amateur historian father quadrios della storia el del ratione d'ogni poesia is a gigantic work which could only have been projected and persevered in by some hypochondriac monk who to get rid of the ennui of life could discover no pleasanter way than to bury himself alive in seven monstrous closely printed quartos and every day be compiling something on a subject which he did not understand fortunately for father quadrio without taste to feel and discernment to decide nothing occurred in this progress of literary history and criticism to abridge his volumes and his amusements and with diligence and erudition unparalleled he has here built up a receptacle for his immense curious and trifling knowledge on the poetry of every nation 
quadrio is among that class of authors whom we receive with more gratitude than pleasure fly to sometimes to quote but never linger to read and fix on our shelves but seldom have in our hands i have been much mortified in looking over this voluminous compiler to discover although he wrote so late as about seventeen fifty how little the history of english poetry was known to foreigners it is assuredly our own fault we have too long neglected the bibliography and the literary history of our own country italy spain and france have enjoyed eminent bibliographers we have none to rival them italy may justly glory in her tiraboschi and her mazzuccelli spain in the bibliothecas of nicholas antonio and france so rich in bibliographical treasures affords models to every literary nation of every species of literary history with us the partial labour of the hermit antony for the oxford writers compiled before philosophical criticism existed in the nation and wharton's history of poetry which was left unfinished at its most critical period when that delightful antiquary of taste had just touched the threshold of his paradise these are the sole great labours to which foreigners might resort but these will not be found of much use to them the neglect of our own literary history has therefore occasioned the errors sometimes very ridiculous ones of foreign writers respecting our authors even the lively chaudon in his dictionnaire historique gives the most extraordinary accounts of most of the english writers without an english guide to attend such weary travellers they have too often been deceived by the mirages of our literature they have given blundering accounts of works which do exist and chronicled others which never did exist and have often made up the personal history of our authors by confounding two or three into one chardon mentioning dryden's tragedies observes that adderbury translated two into latin verse entitled achitophel and absalom footnote even recently il cavaliere onofrio boni in his eloge of lanzi in naming the three augustan periods of modern literature fixes them for the italians under leo the tenth for the french under louis the fourteenth or the great and for the english under charles the second of all these foreign authors none has more egregiously failed than this good father quadrio in this universal history of poetry i was curious to observe what sort of figure we made and whether the fertile genius of our original poets had struck the foreign critic with admiration or with critical censure but little was our english poetry known to its universal historian in the chapter on those who have cultivated la melica poesia impropria lingua tra tedeschi fiamingi e inglesi we find the following list of english poets of john gower whose rhymes and verses are preserved in manuscript in the college of the most holy trinity in cambridge arthur kelton flourished in fifteen forty eight a skilful english poet he composed various poems in english also he lauds the cambrians and their genealogy 
the works of william wycherley in english prose and verse these were the only english poets whom quadrio at first could muster together in his subsequent editions he caught the name of sir philip sidney with an adventurous criticism le sous poésie assez buone he then was lucky enough to pick up the title not the volume surely which was one of the rarest fiori poetici de e cauli which he calls poesie amorose this must mean that early volume of cowley's published in his thirteenth year under the title of poetical blossoms further he laid hold of john donne by the skirt and thomas creech at whom he made a full pause informing his italians that his poems are reputed by his nation as assai buone he has also l'opere di guglielmo but to this christian name as it would appear he had not ventured to add the surname at length in his progress of inquiry in his fourth volume for they were published at different periods he suddenly discovers a host of english poets in waller duke of buckingham lord roscommon and others among whom is dr swift but he acknowledges their works have not reached him shakespeare at length appears on the scene but quadrio's notions are derived from voltaire whom perhaps he boldly translates instead of improving our drama he conducted it a totale rovina nella sue forse monstruose chesi chiaman tragedie alcune sene vi abbia luminose e bella e alcuni trati si trovono terribili e grandi otway is said to have composed a tragic drama on the subject of venezia salvata he adds with surprise ma affata regolare regularity is the essence of genius with such critics as quadrio dryden is also mentioned but the only drama specified is king arthur addison is the first englishman who produced a classical tragedy but though quadrio writes much about the life of addison he never alludes to the spectator we come now to a more curious point whether quadrio had read our comedies may be doubtful but he distinguishes them by very high commendation our comedy he says represents human life the manners of citizens and the people much better than the french and spanish comedies in which all the business of life is mixed up with love affairs the spaniards had their gallantry from the moors and their manners from chivalry to which they added their tumid african taste differing from that of other nations i shall translate what he now adds of english comedy the english more skilfully even than the french have approximated to the true idea of comic subjects choosing for the argument of their invention the customary and natural objects of the citizens and the populace and when religion and decorum were more respected in their theatres they were more advanced in this species of poetry and merited not a little praise above their neighbouring nations but more than the english and the french to speak according to pure and bare truth have the italians signalized themselves a sly insinuating criticism but 
as on the whole for reasons which i cannot account for father quadrio seems to have relished our english comedy we must value his candour he praises our comedy per il bello ed il buono but as he is a methodical aristotelian he will not allow us that liberty in the theatre which we are supposed to possess in parliament by delivering whatever we conceive to the purpose his criticism is a specimen of the irrefragable we must not abandon legitimate rules to give mere pleasure thereby because pleasure is produced by and flows from the beautiful and the beautiful is chiefly drawn from the good order and unity in which it consists quadrio succeeded in discovering the name of one of our greatest comic geniuses for alluding to our diversity of action in comedy he mentions in his fifth column page one hundred and forty eight il celebre nella sua commedia initolato bartolomeo for i cherry e in quella altro commedia intitolato ipsum vitz the reader may decipher the poet's name with his fare but it required the critical sagacity of mr deuce to discover that by ipsum beats we are to understand shadwell's comedy of epson wells the italian critic had transcribed what he and his italian printer could not spell we have further discovered the source of his intelligence in st avramont who had classed shadwell's comedy with ben jonson's to such shifts is the writer of an universal history d'ogni poesia miserably reduced towards the close of the fifth volume we at last find the sacred muse of milton but unluckily he was a man di pochissima religione and spoke of christ like an arian quadrio quotes ramsay for milton's vomiting forth abuse on the roman church his figures are said to be often mean unworthy of the majesty of his subject but in a later place excepting his religion our poet it is decided on is worthy di molti laudi thus much for the information the curious may obtain on english poetry from its universal history quadrio unquestionably writes with more ignorance than prejudice against us he has not only highly distinguished the comic genius of our writers and raised it above that of our neighbours but he has also advanced another discovery which ranks us still higher for original invention and which i am confident will be as new as it is extraordinary to the english reader quadrio who among other erudite accessories to his work has exhausted the most copious researches on the origin of punch and harlequin has also written with equal curiosity and value the history of puppet shows but whom has he lauded whom has he placed paramount above all other people for their genius of invention in improving this art the english and the glory which has hitherto been universally conceded to the italian nation themselves appears to belong to us for we it appears while others were dandling and pulling their little representatives of human nature into such awkward and unnatural motions first invented pulleys or wires and gave a fine and natural action to the artificial life of these gesticulating machines 
we seem to know little of ourselves as connected with the history of puppet shows but in an article in the curious dictionary of trevoux i find that jean briochet to whom had been attributed the invention of marionettes is only to be considered as an improver in his time but the learned writers supply no date an englishman discovered the secret of moving them by springs and without strings but the marionettes of briochet were preferred for the pleasantries which he made them deliver the erudite quadrio appears to have more successfully substantiated our claims to the pulleys or wires or springs of the puppets than any of our own antiquaries and perhaps the uncommemorated name of this englishman was that powell whose solomon and sheba were celebrated in the days of addison and steele the former of whom has composed a classical and sportive latin poem on this very subject but quadrio might well rest satisfied that the nation which could boast of its fantaccini surpassed and must ever surpass the puny efforts of a dull loving people End of section twenty nine